Hello and welcome to Please Watch This, a film podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing histories recommend films to one another so they can once and for all find out who has better taste. I'm Sam Blakely and I'm joined as always by Hugh Dempsey. Hugh, how are you, mate? Hello, hello, hello. Yes, I'm good, thank you. um, So, yeah, last week we weren't here, listener, because I was very ill, basically. And yeah. it meant that we couldn't record because I was laying in bed going, oh, a lot. Yeah, and he didn't he didn't want that to be on yeah. record. So he thought, oh, yeah. I'll give it a week. And it's close to Christmas, yeah. feeling festive. Do something festive. Apart from the illness, Hugh, what have you been up to? How have you been keeping? Yeah, I think I've pretty much answered that. I was just ill for a few days and it was... and. Uh, yeah, I thought it might be COVID, but it wasn't, so that was good. Blessed relief for us all. Um, Blessed relief. Have you seen any good films recently? Uh, no, I haven't really watched much, um, many films recently, sadly. Um, unlike some of us, I haven't been to see the new Spider-Man yet. Well, so t- listen, no, I listen, listener, it. I want you to weigh in on this, listener, right? Hugh has basically said to me, because I basically, I wanted to go see it before all the spoilers were out, and he said, oh, I'm in a bit of a dilemma, because I there's no way I can go see it now because nobody will go see it with me. Listener, no, in that situation, like, put, wouldn't you no, just no, go to the cinema by yourself like a big boy? No, it's not that there isn't people who can't... It's it's the logistics of... No, it's not like I don't have people who can go to the cinema with me. Again, like, again just to restate it... Can we just reiterate, I have friends that will go to the cinema. Okay, so I'll, I'll, logistically, I'll rephrase it's not that. that easy so he to said, oh, I, I can't really do it because it's hard to, to meet up with anybody to go to the film with. Wouldn't you just put on your big boy pants and go to the cinema yourself, listener? No, because unlike you, I'm not a weirdo. I think it's weirder to not go see a film. I think just it's because weird you feel you go like on you'll your be, own. you know, you'll feel you go to weird. The, I mean, listeners, please write into us at please watch this dot pod at gmail.com if you think Sam is weird for going to the cinema on his own or you think I'm weird for not wanting to go to the cinema on my own. It's a, a debate that will rage and it's the best thing to do because, you know, this But Sam, would you go on like a Saturday night when it's absolutely packed? Yeah, why wouldn't I? Because it's weird and people will look at you strange and you'll feel awkward. One, they wouldn't. Two, so what? And I wouldn't <laughs> feel I just, awkward. You know, it makes I me could, uncomfortable. You know, I, I very, very rarely go to the cinema with anybody else. And as a result, I get to go to the cinema, Hugh. And I therefore have <laughs> seen Spider-Man, I've seen Eternal, seen House of Gucci, all the... Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy being that Going to the cinema, yeah. Not, not needing someone to hold my hand at the cinema. Not, not needing a beard so I don't look weird, you know. Well, you're, if you're happy to look weird, that's fine, you know. Well, I sort of think if somebody thinks I'm weird by going to the cinema by myself, I don't value their judgment on whether I'm weird. <laughs> you should value your friends' judgments on you. Mm, not when they've got really stupid views like that. But listen, you know, stupid views. you weigh in, listener, this, and say I, how ever, fragile is how Hugh's self How many people do you know that go to the cinema on their own? Like, other than yourself? Does your brother go? I don't know Does many people go? go to the cinema regularly, to be honest. Well, there you go. Maybe it's... Well, I'll, look, do a, I'll do a I, poll on Twitter and we'll find that's out. That's a good idea. I think Once that's a good idea. Uh, so, yeah. So, it's Christmas, Sam. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> so, we're doing a Christmassy film, aren't we, this week? That's why there's been a bed of jingle bells, uh, presumably all the way through this intro. More or, more or <laughs> less, yeah. We'll, we'll see what we can rustle up yeah. in the edit. Marvellous. Yeah. So, what film are we doing? We are doing a Christmas film. One of my favourites, one of my yearly staples is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation of 1989, Hugh. Before you saw this film, what did you know about it? Do you know something? National Lampoon's one of those sort of films that I've 
of film series that I've kind of, that I've kind of I've kind of missed. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. never I've never sat down and watched any of them. So this was the first one I'd ever seen. Um, I know that obviously. Um, Chevy Chase was big comedy actor in the eighties. Yeah, he was um, huge, wasn't he? Yeah, he was probably him and Eddie Murphy were probably the two most. Two Bill Murray, famous. that sort of SNL. Bill Murray, yeah, kind of there was a time. yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think who's who was bigger than him and Eddie. Really, not many. No, in not terms many. of like comedy, anyway. So yeah, I'd just never seen any of them. Steve I've Martin, seen, maybe. Yes, Steve Martin. Yeah, probably Steve Martin. Him, Steve Martin, and Eddie Murphy were probably like the triumvirate of. Yeah, especially Big especially film comedy acting, films. comedy, comedian actors, yeah. you know, less the stand-up, although obviously Eddie Murphy yeah. and Steve Martin were big for that too. Yeah, just sort of that whole sort of, you know, they can act, but they can also, but they they, they do good comedy, yeah. if that makes sense, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so I just missed them, I've never seen them, not seen the, the uh, vacation ones, I've not seen this Christmas one, Um I don't know, it just doesn't seem to get played on TV as much. Maybe I just missed it every time it's played, perhaps. Yeah, what I mean, there's, yourself, been, there's so? been people that I've spoken to about this film in the run-up to this episode uh, who sort of weren't particularly aware of it, or the, the series, really. It's, it doesn't get talked about much. Um, for mm. me, I watched it... <clears throat> excuse me, I watched it basically every year growing up. It was a bit of a family favourite, you know, right up there. <clears throat> excuse me. And, I, and again, I think I might... I was going to pose this later, but I'll pose it now, really. What are your yearly, you know, or every few years, what Christmas films do you watch on the reg? I mean, for me, it's Home Alone, it's uh, Christmas Vacation, and it's A Wonderful Life. Those are the... The only one ones. that I really want to watch every year is A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, that's become, <laughs> slowly becoming a, a favourite in the house as well, actually. Yeah. There was, I saw something on Facebook the other day about it where somebody had said... Uh, it was like Michael Caine. I'm going to play this role as straight as possible. Yeah, yeah, Michael, you're opposite Muppets. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm and into that, it. I mean, it's so often the case that a good performance was down to the character just going, "Yeah, I'm going to play this totally straight." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you'd been, been clowning about it, I don't know, it would be less funny, wouldn't it? Wouldn't work, would it? It mm. wouldn't work. So I did enjoy not last year, but the year before when we watched It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, um, loved it. I don't think it's a film I'd necessarily watch on my own every Christmas, but if I had like a little family or whatever, I'd make them. I think I'd force them to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reaffirm your life, kids, and you're going to enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> you you'd know, be right kind, to think that. That, yeah. that kind of a way. You're going to have Christmas cheer. <laughs> you're going to be depressed cause... for two and a half hours, but then you're going to be so happy. <laughs> What's the main character in that called again? Uh, Bailey, George Bailey. George Bailey, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna empathise with George by the end of it. <laughs> he suffered for you to be happy. Ned Flanders is in trouble. I mean, George Bailey is in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. let me let me give you and the listener a little synopsis of this uh, this here film we're talking about today. Um, it's the third in the National Lampoon's Vacation instalment, third instalment in the series. Is it the last one with this cast? I don't think they made another one, did they? They changed We've... it a few times. So, so there was National Lampoon's Vacation, where they went across the country. There was the European Vacation. There was a Christmas Vacation. But the actors sometimes change. The parents are always the same. Ed yeah. and his wife are always the same. But the, the, the Griswold children changed. Obviously, in this one, you got uh, Johnny Galecki and Juliet Lewis, you know, pretty, pretty famous people. Yeah. Uh, in other ones, I don't even remember who they were, but... 
dif- very different looking human beings actually uh, in, the, <laughs> in the others um, but in this time rather than hit the road they're staying at home and they're inviting the whole damn clan around including one or two who weren't invited and as you can imagine it, it falls into chaos it, it's a bit of a classic it's from 1989 and I would highly recommend you watch it before listening to this uh, this episode um a little bit of why I like it then, here if you're interested. Go on then. While we're tell here, me. might as well. T- yeah, that's what we're, it's all about, isn't it? <laughs> Recommending films to each other, the fun, films we like. We could always start another podcast of like, don't watch these films or something. And we, we don't even have to start. We, we don't have to talk about films. We could just do another like, we'll just do a football cliches podcast, but word for word, we'll just re put out what they put <laughs> out, but in our own voices. <laughs> um, so it's. It, I think it's a, got a great ironic tone. This film. I remember last, well, last week when, when I last uh, when I first recommended this film to you, you were very very downbeat about the idea. And I was thinking when I was watching the film, okay, I wonder what this, why Hugh's downbeat and what he's expecting this film to be. And um, what I think might have surprised you is this ironic tone of it, this slightly like very irreverent tone and maybe a bit more sweary than you expected it to be. Um, and the, the sort of surreal irony of it as well, it's a, it's almost kind of airplane type of humour, or at least tone, in that people are sort of playing it a bit straight, but they're all kind of... A bit of a wink to the camera, and it's just surreal irony. You know, the things like the, you know, getting trapped under that truck at the start... The powered grid going down because they've got so many light bulbs. The sled going, you know, faster than the speed of sound, and just the whole Randy Quaid, Ed family uh, all together. There's this sort of surreal element that I really like because it's it's uh, it's obviously this is supposed to be this very relatable Christmas stressful comedy, but it has that that edge to it, and it is very relatable and it checks off lots of the Christmas dramas. Plus, throws in the American suburban ones like cutting down your own tree and that sort of thing. I really like the I really like the the archetype of a a proud um dad like suburban dad um getting these silly ambitious projects that no none of the family care about whether it works or not but he does and he's getting very stressed about the whole thing none of them care if it's a good light show he doesn't have to you know he's usually competing with a neighbor and his pet and his kids think he's ridiculous what so like sort of going out getting the tree and getting the light yeah doing the lights, somehow he's got to do it properly yeah. this sort of like dad who's going to take his children out into the wilderness you know we're going to learn some real values and they just want to get home and play some playstation or whatever it really it really reminds me of a, a really funny story from uh, Russell Brandy talks about when, when he was a little boy and his dad was always this really interesting figure and at one point he was trying to put uh, on Russell's coat and he just gets really frustrated because the zip is really frustrating you know kind of you lose the zip or you pull it up and it's not in properly and he goes oh I will not be beaten by a fucking zip <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said it in that accent but you know he's basically a, I won't be beaten by a fucking zip uh, yeah. and, and Clark has all that and uh, like I say that element of this kind of wide eyed Wild-eyed, maniacal kind of ambitious dad who just gets get so um, gets so invested in these silly little things. Um, I was really intrigued by a familiar familiar face or two in the grandparents. And actually, while I was watching the film, I did this bit of research, and then I saw it's in the IMDb trivia. So I'm going to say it anyway because I'm going to take credit for it. It was really interesting. Some of the actors who were in the grandparents. Did you recognise um, Art, who plays his father-in-law? It, he was in a film that we did for the podcast from the 1950s. What, is he in, um, what's it called? So he's uh, E.G. Marshall. 
in oh, I know what you're on about. Um, oh, the twelve is he in twelve angry men? He plays the he plays the juror who doesn't sweat. You know this sort of inscrutable juror number. I want to say four. Oh, I don't I don't remember who that. Which he's got glasses and he, you know, he doesn't sweat and he's very logical and it's not the one who gets passionate and racist or the one who gets passionate and hates his son. It's the one who's kind of very, um, mm. yeah, very inscrutable and very logical. He's a stockbroker. Uh, I, it, it's been a long time since we watched that film. Yeah. So but anyway, E.G. Marshall. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't recognise him, but you know, that, that's... I also got thinking, so I was, I, sometimes I have this sort of morbid thing when I watch an old film and there's old people in it, I think, oh, they're probably all dead now, you know. Um, even mm. shows like Community that didn't finish that long ago, I think, oh, I wonder if this person said, oh yeah, they are dead, <laughs> like, because they were 80 <laughs> during that. And of the, of the, of the grandparents, one of, only one of them is alive, Diane Ladd, and I saw that she was actually really? only 54 for this film, so I looked into it and basically, oh, right. she's supposed to be married to um, John Randolph. In real life, mm. she was 19 years, sorry, 20 years younger than him. In this film, well, he's 74, she's 54. And then, that's Hollywood for you, yeah, isn't it? E.G. Marshall was, he was only 11 years older than Doris Roberts. But, I mean, Diane Ladd was actually closer in age to Chevy Chase than John Randolph. She was only eight that, years older, his mum in this, than, uh, and 20 years younger than her have they, husband. Did they, they made her look a bit older. Yeah, though, and, they, they? and they, like, she acted a bit older as well. She, she acted a lot older than 54. And I think they made a joke in passing that I almost missed, which was somebody said, oh, isn't um, so-and-so looking old? <laughs> you know, making a really? joke, actually. She, just, <laughs> she doesn't. And then the, the, he also, um, lo- Uncle Lewis and his wife, Aunt, Aunt Bethany, she was 80, he was 61. So it's another 20-year age difference, and it's not just the, the man being wow. older. In that case, the woman was nearly 20 years older. I just thought it was That's just insane, isn't really it? interesting. Um, and I yeah. quite like seeing the, the... It was quite an interesting thing of, well, if someone's over 60, we just lump them in with anybody who's about 90 or, or younger. Yeah, They're just I think it, but it, some people just do look older, yeah. don't they? Yeah, like um, William Hickey, Uncle Lewis, looks older than 61. He he could pass for mm. however old he's supposed to be yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I also love, there's lots of great little details in the film as well, just little visual gags or throwaway things like Eddie's outfit um, when he's trying to dress up and he's wearing like a really tight white sweater um, over like this sort of black v-neck type thing. This Well, he's got like a white v-neck sweater that's just really tight and just showing every little lump in him. Uh, <laughs> and he, well, he, that's him dressing up. And they've got the little uh, the little eggnog uh, reindeer type cups as well, uh, which just little things that you sort of see when I watch this as a kid and just really stuck with me. You know, every yeah. every shot of this film seemed to have a little bit of that in, in it. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, Anything else? Um... There's loads more, but we'll we'll get into it when we when we talk okay. about your opinion. And I think overall, what I think, how I think you'll respond to this film. Do you think? It, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think I might not like about it? I, pro- I think you probably won't love it. And I, there's some interesting negative critical response that I'll get to later that would justify sort of potentially some issues you'd have with it. I think maybe the question is, did you laugh enough? You know, really, I think the comedies do have layers to them, but ultimately, it's going to be judged on whether you found it funny or not. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by it because I think you probably went into it thinking it's just it's just a traditional family Christmas comedy and it's going to be stressful and that's it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by it, but um, but we'll see, we'll see. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's find out. I reckon, I think, I reckon I a six, maybe a seven out of ten, but we'll find out. Right. Okay. Anyway, listener, join us after the break where we find out Hugh's views. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hello and welcome back to the second part of this Christmas edition of Please Watch This. The jingle bells now have been going for 15 minutes in the background, I'm sure of it. Uh, Hugh, what did you think of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Imagine if I just put a bed of bells just on this entire <laughs> track. People would lose their yeah. mind, they would swerve up the road. <laughs> Some sort of Christmas hell. Yeah. Uh, so what did I like about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Um, there's some very self-aware jokes from the main character in this that I wasn't actually expecting. I yeah. was expecting him to be a little more... Um, oh, what's the word like? You know, that can, not, not... I suppose David Brent's the wrong word, but you know, somebody yeah. who's got a big heart, but they're just there's no self-awareness right. to what they do and say. Yeah. Where actually, uh, Clark has some self-awareness, yeah. which... Um, which I wasn't expecting, and some of the comedy in this film derives from him at times actually being um, like self-aware and like standing up for himself yeah. or not putting up with other people's like bullshit. Basically, sometimes you know. to the extent, like occasionally, it drips into: is this just Chevy Chase coming up with a good line in the moment, or is that part of the character? You know, especially yeah. like at work, he's a real doormat. But then he's saying, yeah. like, kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your ass. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah, then like again, yeah, like, like, but he's little asides to Cousin Ed, you know, uh, at his, his yeah. expense, maybe. Yeah, like, so stuff like, yeah, like that, like what he says to his neighbour, what he says to his cousin. Um, but then there's other times when he's completely this sort of Simpsons-esque coma <laughs> character, you know, coma character and... You know, the man is literally the neighbour from hell. <laughs> you know, like, legit, they, like, the guys, like, they make out that the neighbours next door are these horrible, like, 80s yuppies, and they are to an extent. Yeah. But they're, they're victims. also... They're vi- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they're victims, aren't they? You're supposed to cheer um, when she gets hit by that dog, but actually, all she's no. done is be a bit of a bitch, <laughs> or, like, yeah. at least headstrong. <laughs> and, Not yeah, even a she's bitch. had her... And she's had her, like window smashed their, <laughs> yeah. their record or CD player destroyed by by um, Clark's <laughs> general incompetence um, I must admit when the f- when it first because obviously I didn't know anything about I barely knew anything about these films other mm. than Chevy Chase was in them I didn't even know I, did, I, I kind of vaguely when I saw oh yeah John Galecki I was like oh yeah he was in these wasn't he um and I was like, you know, when it opened up and they're in the car and they're singing, yeah. I didn't realise that was the Griswolds. I thought that was like, you know, like sometimes there's that trope where, you know, like somewhat like a cheaper by the dozen where there's like the other family that's oh, similar see. to themselves. Yeah. I thought they were the, that, that, that perfect was the other, family, right? <laughs> yeah, because they were there. Because like Chevy Chase was singing these amazing carols yeah. and so was the, and so was Ellen and all that. Um, so I was like, and then it only dawned on me because I didn't really recognise him for some reason. I think he has a hat on or something. I didn't quite <laughs> catch it. Was well, him. Yeah, was it glasses? Yeah, you know, I think he had some glasses on. I was like, oh, that's Chevy Chase. Oh, oh, this is the Grizzly. I was like, oh, these are the our protagonists. And I was like, oh, that's a bit grating, but never mind. Okay, we'll get past Rather that. Rather than they were just going to zoom past and we see actually there's a there's a family broken down by the side of the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there are yeah. Like, and I, I almost think that would have been funnier if you did have like this little rival family, <laughs> you know, that were like perfect. You know, they got the best. You know, they have the great tree and mm. they go past and yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, what else did I like about this film, Sam? Um, I didn't like this film, Sam. Really? I really no, didn't know. 
I'm so I'm I'm not well I'm not sorry because it's a fucking shit film. <laughs> it's so utterly terrible. Oh, I no. cannot describe to you how much I hated this film. Oh dear! I haven't disliked a film for like like this f- that we've done on the podcast for a long, long time. Tell me I, why. Itemize it for me if you will. I can't put my finger on it, but it's just a bad film. It just wasn't. F- I did like to be fair. I did the I did laugh a couple of times. Like there was maybe I it might have just squeaked past the six laughs test. Mm. Maybe like I laughed when obviously Cla- I'll, I'll, I'll go into it a bit later. But like one there was like a self aware joke that I laughed at. There was um, there was the one when the cat dies that was quite funny. Mm. Um, but that, that, there was maybe a couple more laughs that I had. But I just found I don't find Clark obnoxious. But he's just, I don't know, he's just a bit of a dumbass, isn't he? And he's there going, he's like, like he's like, you know, he risks fin- his family's financial future because he wants a pool. Because he's based all his financial decisions on getting a, getting a, uh, getting a bonus at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, the Cousin Eddie stuff, there was some, maybe some funny moments with that, perhaps. Um, again... You know, like, the, is it the bit where the little girl and she's like, uh, she's just when they're, oh no, it's when they're in the, I think Clark and Ellen are talking to each other and one of them says that the little girl says, oh, it's nice, you know, not to have an outside toilet or something yeah. like that. And there was something else she says and I can't, I can't remember now what else she says, but I don't know. I just found like his shenanigans just tiresome. I'm glad this film's like an hour and a half. And I get, I think, I think with this film, it's more, I can understand how if you saw it when you were young, you've got sentimentality for it. You know, we've all got films like that, you know, however bad they look as you get older. But I just, maybe I had maybe because I haven't seen the first two National Lampoon films, maybe I didn't appreciate some of the stuff in this. Like, I, you know, I, I get the whole kind of thing that like Clark's trying to, you know, he wants this perfect Christmas because he, says like he didn't really get one as a kid mm. um, but just, yeah he's just and he's got man's got anger issues like yeah I mean he's that he's pent up real, and dad isn't he who yeah he's got you know he's not happy issues. with his life really but he's, he's putting on a good show and uh, make him do yeah and it's like his life's alright quite frankly he's got two well adjusted children a wife <laughs> who clearly dotes on him despite his incompetency and mm. how he's not like his neighbours have legit grounds to like I don't know, Sue or something. <laughs> I, know, I know Americans are very litigious, so, you know, the way he treats them and stuff like that, it's just, I just, I just did not like this film. I can't put my finger on what I didn't like about it, but I just, I was hoping, I was actually thinking, I was like, oh, I like these kind of comedies. Do you know what I mean? I like a good, like, you know, I knew how good Chevy Chase could be and stuff like that. And I was expecting like a, you know, it's John Hughes produced and mm. all this. I was like, this is going to be good. You know, it's like, if it's anything like a Home Alone-esque sort of. And I get what you're saying. And you were saying, yeah, I suppose maybe because it's, a farce because that's what it is isn't it you know like this things happen and it escalates and yeah. you know it gets sillier and sillier like like but my heart deflated a little bit you know when they they cut the turkey and it just like it's like a balloon and it explodes <laughs> and it's like oh we left it in too long and it's like that's it. and then there are, and I know the idea was the comedy was the turkey was so dry they were like chewing it it was like gristle yeah. or something and no one could eat it and you know there's the bit where Ellen's going to put it in her mouth and she like flicks it behind and throws <laughs> it in the corner but 
I, just, I don't know. I just, I just didn't like it, Sam. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mate. I just didn't like it. Well, it's hard to argue, and I mean, especially if I'm it's sorry, comedy. John Hughes wrote it, which I yeah, found that's a right, bit yeah. surprise. It's it's hard to argue if somebody watches a comedy and they don't laugh. You can't say you're wrong. It is funny because you no. find it funny yourself. I mean, the the, the hatred for it is it because it's. Not because it's an immoral film, but that you don't really... You weren't on the side of the people you wanted to be on the side of, or... Is it just you were bored? You know, I, I was very bored. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, it was like a chore watching this film. But the hatred has to be more than boredom, doesn't it? I don't know. I, I mean, I'd, I'd quite happily watch, you know, one of the, the, the other... T- I'd quite happily watch the other two just to see if this is, like, the bad one of the three, if that makes sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or if this is one of the better ones, I'm not sure. Um, I have nothing to judge it against, given its its own sort of thing. It very much reminds me of films like Beethoven and things like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, which I've got a good fond. Uh, you're not a big fan of Beethoven. I have fond memories of it from when I was a kid, but I haven't watched it in probably 25 years or something insane. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's that sort of like like you said. It's like it's like the bad Steve Martin films rather than a good Steve Martin film. You Are there I mean? some good Steve... I mean, there's a few good Steve Martin films. Oh, yeah. Like there's more Father bad than good, though, isn't there? There Maybe now. In the last, the last 20 years, yeah. Father of the... But, like, in the same period, like, you had Father of the Bride, the first... Yeah, one, I do love that two brains and Roxanne, actually. Yeah, play, I've not seen Planes, Trains and Automobiles, but the bits I have seen oh, are yeah, really a good. Episode, that one. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because I was surprised, and we'll get to the critical response later, but I was surprised by there is a fairly negative or at least kind of shrugging shoulders apathetic uh, critical response to it mm. um, which I, I, ha- yeah. I had to actually stop myself from reading the critics to, to try and put my finger on what I didn't like about it yeah. I think for me it was just I found it boring I found Clark I find him insufferable mm. I don't really like that character I've no I've no I can I can kind of sympathise when you say like oh he's you know trying to do these like you know the lights and things like that and the tree and like his his heart's in the right place but the execution isn't quite yeah. right and I get that, but the man's a danger. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's an absolute menace. Um, and he's clearly, clearly was like, he, like, he's a scumbag as well. Like when he's talking to the, um, yeah, when, he's talk- the yeah, when he's talking counter. to the shop assistant. That's a slight yeah. trope. It's, been, it's actually been a long time since I saw any of the others in full, but there's a little bit of that. I think essentially what this appeals to often is a lot of those frustrated suburban dads that yeah. sort of like I should be out there in the wilderness going to war, and instead I'm <laughs> instead I'm <laughs> queuing up at the supermarket to buy things that aren't even for me. You know that sort of like <laughs> yeah, frustrated yeah. man who doesn't he end up buying the underwear? I think or something. Uh, Shot later where he's like, I mean, Rusty. Like I can't remember actually. What is there a scene where he gives his? Yeah. Uh, no, there's like a bit where he's like, I think when the tree set on fire or something, or just yeah, I can't remember some. He does have some underwear in his hand. I can't remember myself actually. Yeah, I can't remember why. And I was like, oh, so he bought the underwear from the. Um, but because I think this rusty had turned up. I don't know if he did. Anyway, I, I yeah, must admit, I think yeah. it would have been a funnier joke. I don't think they'd have got away with it in this sort of family-friendly fair. But you know when he's like pretending that the pool's in the back garden and it's the summertime and everyone's having fun in the pool? Yeah. And then he starts seeing the um, the shop girl and then he's like, you know, like fantasising about a naked and then the little girl walks in. What should have happened is he should have turned round yeah. and you should have visibly seen he had an erection or I something. See, in my head that happened. or um, Yeah. In my head. And I'm thinking of another film. You're, like, you're going to have to help me out here because it's, like it's definitely a film or something, isn't it? where you hear a glass smash. 
what's that from? Oh, I don't know. You know, that yeah. he's like, he stood yeah. at the glass and he smashes the glass with it. Or, you know, because yeah. honestly, when he turned around, I thought, oh, he's going to put a hat there or something, isn't he? But then yeah. I thought, oh, wait a minute. This is quite a little, this is quite it's a like young they, girl, so that's not really on. But, <laughs> but it's like they set up for a good joke and then didn't pay it off. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was He's basically too. a man staring out the window and a little girl goes, why are you staring out the window? And he goes, anyway, darling, uh, what are you getting from Santa Claus this year? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a weird scene. I d- um, that is, God, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bug me. Listener, please tell me what, what mm. film or TV show is it where a character's looking out the window, they get an erection and smash the glass and somebody comes in. But that and, it's, good, and it's very cold on good comedy because I can't it, remember it, what it is now. You know, it's it, it, you. If you're watching it as a kid, you don't get it. Fill fill for ten minutes while I think. If you're watching it as an adult, you. <laughs> and as an adult, if you're watching it, you get it, but you don't see it, which is you know it passes like the senses and all that. And then you know you yeah. could quickly sit down or something, you know, and it'd have been. That's what I thought. Honestly, thought was going to yeah. happen. Um, yeah, again, like you know, maybe. Drops a tea towel on it or something like that, and said, "But, but I did, and it did cross my mind. I thought, oh, they would never do that now because she's like six. Um, yeah. So just to, just to imply that a grown man has an erection in the pres- presence of a six year old would be something you couldn't do. But I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going to happen because this film's thirty years old and it just never did. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe was yeah. it just was it lacking a bit of payoff? Because obviously, like the character can be a bad person. Like you don't, you don't, you still like the Simpsons, even though Homer Simpsons." Menace to his family, <laughs> and you know, criminally yeah, stupid. Homer's not self-aware enough. Yeah, Homer's not self-aware that he's doing stupid things, is he? Where you feel like Clark's got just enough of just enough self-awareness that he should know better. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe we, like we it, give Homer a bit more leeway than that. Yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. I just, I just come. I can't, it's weird. You know, when you just watch something, you usually you know why you don't like something, don't you? With this, I just it. You, I, I, I half expect. I really did expect to enjoy it actually, because it was just like, well, I like these kind of comedies. I like the, you know, they're very nostalgic now, sort of thirty odd years later and stuff like that. But to sort of clarify, did you just not like it, or did you actually hate it? Was it bad I or did you hate it? Like, like Justice League, I think it's a bad, it, I think it's a bad but film. But there are plenty of bad films I don't hate. It, I think it's a bad film. And in the moment, I was very upset that I had to watch it. <laughs> but now I'm like, it's a bad film. I've watched it. I don't hate it. I don't... Did, was it financially successful? I'm guessing it must have been. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't even checked haven't that. I'll look have into that while, Shall you, we have while a look? you make the point that you're going to make. Yeah, I, don't, I suppose I don't hate it. Um... It's just that I mean, like I, for example, Spaceballs, I didn't laugh once. I wouldn't say I hate it, but I would think it's a really bad comedy. So budget yeah. of twenty seven million, um, yeah. gross uh, seventy three million. So yeah, pretty yeah. So it was a, so it was a, yeah. I mean, that's a success back then. Do you know what I mean? It's not like now where everything has to make a billion dollars. You know, <laughs> um, I feel like there's. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I don't. I suppose I don't hate it because it's hard. It's mean to hate a Christmas film, isn't it? That's yeah, trying and also like I said, I think I thought the one. Th- I thought the thing you'd like is that it's not just like this family-friendly Christmas comedy of ugh, aren't family stressful? Because like the bit where um, 
where he's saying, you know, where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving, etc., etc. We're going to press on. We're going to have the hap hap happiest Christmas. Yeah. Big Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes <laughs> his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. That was a level of, um, I thought, like irreverence and. Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah. As in, it feels like it's. I think because obviously, isn't it like a, a an SNL spin-offs? Uh, National yeah, exactly. Open. It's got it's all that. It's a lot of that crew, and obviously I feel like yes. a lot of its edges have been rounded off. Mm. If that makes sense. So when you do get like you know the f word dropped here and there, um, I think if it was, if I think it probably would have been a better film if it was a bit edgier. It's quite frankly. Oh, that's what the point I'm making is. Isn't this edgier than you would expect from a Christmas comedy? Like Home Alone, Joe Pesci goes reckon reckon rather than actually a fucking little kid, you know? Yeah, I know it, it's that, isn't it? I suppose. I mean, look, I can't be too harsh on John Hughes because he did obviously make Home Alone one and two, so yeah. you know you can't expect everything to be gold. Ultimately. Um, Put it this way, I won't watch this film again. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I'm, I'm, I am disappointed, but I, it's, I, I'm not taking. I can't really take issue with many of the things because it is hard for me to judge because I would have seen this when I was ten and most years yeah. since. Um, do you, think, do you feel like it had edge when you were ten because you said f? <laughs> it you said I still, I still feel like it's got edge because it's this, it's this family comedy where everybody swears and this, right. like he doesn't, he doesn't hide it in euphemism. Like he says all these things. And it is a film that I sort of forgot I couldn't watch in front of my daughter, if that makes sense, because it's a family comedy. Mm. It's a family Christmas mm. comedy. Um, but it is it is edgier than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I thought, maybe. Oh, let's yeah. move swiftly on then to, to favourite scenes. Yeah. Even though you absolutely hated this film and it's the worst thing you've ever seen, what would you say is oh. your, uh, your favourite scene? I would say it's the them? worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I don't know what the worst film I've ever seen is, actually. So that would be an interesting... I didn't really have... I, honestly, I struggled for this. I just put when Clark flips out and starts saying about his boss. I just really liked that, you know, that pent-up rage and he's just, if he was here right now and he goes, launches into this tirade and, you know, that's 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 kind of what... That's the sort of, you know, acting comedy sort of stuff you expect from somebody like Joey Chase. Yeah. Given his reputation. I think so. And, and yeah. it is a great scene. And it is... Um, and it's a good scene in itself and then it sets up, you know, the the end of the film really, which is quite good. Cause yeah. He, I thought... Because I knew what was going to happen, obviously. And I was looking when he was obviously. giving that speech as to how did how did Eddie know that all that stuff. And he, he basically gives out his address, doesn't he? As part of that. Yeah, I mean, I do have it queued up. If you want to hear that rant again, uh, listener, if you want a reminder of that rant, I've, I've got it Go queued on, up. If you if you want to if you want to hear yeah, it, let's have a listen. I've gone back a bit. There we go. I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there in Melody Lane with all the other rich people, and I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head, and I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, bug eyed, stiff legged, spotty lip, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. <laughs> Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> 
yeah. See, because that could so. be that could be so because he he skirts around swearing about him so many times mm. and then calls him dickless and then ends it with you know holy shit and all that sort of stuff. Where I think it could have been so much cleaner than that and been a really quite bland sort of yeah. rant. And I, I, yeah. I don't know, I liked it. I thought it was it was yeah, it had the edge to it. So, what's your favourite scene then? Um. I th- the fact that you've got it queued to... up. <laughs> no, that was more for my one of my favourite lines. Actually, yeah, it was it was hard uh, to pinpoint. I really like Ed's arrival, Curtis and Eddie's arrival. Um, you yeah. know, the surprise of it, and then the just um, Clark's response to that, and his kind of like slack is, You know, yeah. there is like, there is some funny lines in this film. It's not a hundred. You know, I wasn't dead inside watching it, and it, I did like you know when he says. You know when let's do some lines. Eddie goes, reel off some lines for us. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this is my favourite line. But when you know when cousin Eddie goes, when we leave next month, next month, yeah. <laughs> he, he chokes on his string. Yeah, that is really yeah. good. One, um, one little line that caught me off guard that isn't necessarily. It's one of my favourite lines actually. Is when the lights work and his father hugs him and he says, "Oh, Dad, you taught me everything I know about exterior illumination." <laughs> That's a great. Line. Yeah, that is funny. Or when um, you know cousin Eddie wife says he's waiting for a manager oh no <laughs> Ellen says it to him yeah, that he hasn't apparently he's waiting for years. a management position <laughs> yeah she's waiting for a management position <laughs> and Eddie gets a lot of good lines like if only I had that money Catherine yeah. and I gave to that TV preacher who was screwing that hockey player what about the kids <laughs> his kids can friend for themselves <laughs> yeah but um the line I did like, and this is when I realised it was a bit more self-aware than, say, like most of the comedies. So he's just got the tree and he's outside and Todd, his neighbour, says, Hey Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? And Clark says, bend over and I'll show you. And that's funny in itself because yeah. like... Fuck off, mate. Yeah. And then Todd goes, you've got a lot of nerve talking to me like that, Griswold. And Clark just says, I wasn't talking to you. Cause, um, what's her face? Uh, look, uh, Julie 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 yeah, is, yeah. is stood right there, isn't she? Well. <laughs> her face is really good. She's good in this, actually. She yeah. T- as the... Uh, yeah, it's weird to see her. So, like, she's barely aged a day, that woman. Oh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. 30 years. She looks Although she, she did that like... sketch with Amy Schumer, which was, like, uh, your last fuckable day, I think it was, with, like, lots of female <laughs> comedians where it's, like, they're, they're toasting to the last day that they're fuckable. But, yeah, she, she hasn't really aged a lot, has she? Uh, no, I, I, saw a, you know. I saw an image of her today from... I was watching a recap because I watched um, Hawkeye oh, yeah. TV show, and then I watched the... Um, Mr. Sunday Movies video about it and I just because I'd watched that the day before and I, I'd watched oh no actually I watched National Lampoon on Thursday night and I'd, then I watched this I watched that video today on YouTube and I was like oh wow she hasn't really aged that much yeah. in 30 years you know it's I incredible mean, it's, it is incredible um, there's, well Botox probably sorry she's very wealthy probably. she's probably lived quite an easy life uh, quite a nice she life had, she had cancer didn't she or she has cancer oh, did she I didn't know that yeah I think she might go over it let's hope she got well, over it well here's please she's, watch this as uh, comedy legends comedy legend have you ever watched Veep that is actually quite somehow I haven't and I don't know because I love the thick of it more than anything in the world really yeah it's not quite as good as the thick of it it's a little again there's there's not as much swearing in it but there is it's still it's very much in that mould of uh, that show but any other a couple more I mean all my favourite lines lines were really Eddie a few from Clark a few quite like nice little withering lines from from his wife Mm. actually his long suffering wife Ellen you know and just Mm. little little things of like 
when they're praying when they're under the truck and she says my my husband he knows not what he does <laughs> and uh, all little <laughs> things like i didn't want to spend the holidays dead and she's sort of like <laughs> oh my husband uh whilst also being quite headstrong but i love it when um when clark is obviously really upset about his bonus and said it's the one year membership to the jelly of the month club and then he says clark that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year and um <laughs> it's, it's a it's a it's a similar it's a line that i use a lot is that you know someone talks about i don't know they're ill or they don't want to give anybody everybody AIDS or something. <laughs> I will say whatever it is. I will say well, that's a gift, the gift that keeps on giving. You know, I will use Sorry, that. How many people do you know that have AIDS? Oh, <laughs> just about every other person. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, I just think Eddie's very funny. You know, when he t- when he says every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I piss my pants and forget who I was for about half an hour or so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he's talking about they took out, they took it out of his head and had to put a plastic <laughs> yeah. on US plastics. Yeah. That bit, like that is like that. Eddie is a well-written character. In all yeah. fairness, he but like is, when Clark says, "Hey kids, I heard he on the news." But he's the the, he has. The airline Sorry, pilot on. spotted Santa Slay on its way in from New York City, and Eddie looks at him and goes, "Are you serious, Clark?" <laughs> like, but he has that character. level of lack of self awareness. Yeah, think. and I think, caricature uh, thing. He's not the he's not the main yeah. character for that reason. No, I suppose not. He probably would. It probably would be hard to watch a whole film as him as the main character. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, I think maybe there's that whole almost a wink and a nod sort of thing that you get from Chevy Chase maybe yeah that that makes that I struggled with this film but then you know that's maybe that's the idea is that oh this is a family film but is it really you know oi oi you know here's some yeah, tits it's actually funny <laughs> yeah like most 80s comedies it's like oh there's some tits in this and oh, uh, there's potential you know, tits <laughs> but show your, show your 10 year old this yeah yeah fun. yeah yeah um, you know that was what was seen as you know, a film for all the family back in the 80s <laughs> where someone would say fucking, but then there would be like, you know, wholesome family scenes, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was, I've was i been watching a bit of Marvel recently, obviously. I've seen a couple of Marvel films at the cinemas recently and I also watched Infinity mm. War uh, mm. the day before yesterday. And you so, I oh, sort yeah. of forget that Marvel films, as much as they're often cleaned and turned down for general audiences, there's a lot of shits mm. and so on in it. You know, there's the... You know, Star Lord is confronting Thanos and says bullshit, and uh, I was just making sure my daughter was still playing on the on the Switch rather than actually watching it with me. It does uh, happens more than I remember sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but uh, that aside, favorite shot. I didn't really have one, so I just went with the one where you see the fire coming out the back of the sleigh when he goes down the back of the he goes down the mountain or the hillside. Oh yeah, that's good. I mean, similar to that, actually. Yeah. I, I was always intrigued by the the Santa Claus being shot into space uh, by the power of the, uh, the the sewage, you know, going up in place. Oh, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, he was like, someone's like, it's the Northern Lights, and is it because, <laughs> is it the uncle goes, that's not Northern Lights, that's sewage. <laughs> yeah. some chemicals or something. And they realise. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and I did, there's a couple of good film references in there. There's the, you know, the Friday the 13th slash Texas Chainsaw Massacre came coming out of the garage, and there's uh, the reference to, it's a wonderful for life with him ch- a chainsawing off the uh, the banister thing apparently Frank Capra the third was uh, an assistant yeah his grandson yeah, yeah I, I looked that up way. actually when I saw the, when I saw the name yeah it was yeah uh, that was it yeah it was another one of those which was like I could have got from IMDb trivia IMDb trivia but I already saw it I saw it in the reference in the film <laughs> and then I saw it in the, in the credits and um, I well think, I looked it up because I was I was wanting to check that it, it was just yeah it wasn't like a happy coincidence like <laughs> can you Frank Capra. yeah um, the third I mean I, yeah like this like you know you say like the stuff when you know like 
that shot when he's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre that's quite funny and then when he's stressed out you know the chainsaw he, he saws off the the um, yeah the pillar on the banister that's that's quite funny I'm not gonna you know especially because in It's a Wonderful Life that's a constant thing for George Paley do you remember that oh reference? no I didn't, re- I didn't yeah he keeps putting his hand was. on it it's a bit wobbly ah, right yeah, oh, and then yeah, when he wasn't yeah. when he wasn't around, it's not wobbly. And then he kisses it because it's wobbly. Because he's like, I'm back again, and I love my life. Right, including all I its see. Holes. I see. So it's kind of like it's a bit of a self aware. Oh, look, we've watched it's a wonderful life, and you know we've sorted that problem out. Yeah, it's nice to <laughs> to that. If, yeah. if he's if he's really that stressed, he'd just chain sort it off. I think I also yeah. really like any shots of like. Chevy Chase looking maniacal like he really does a wide eye like I'm trying right now to look in the camera with the widest my eyes go my eyes don't go very wide he shows yeah. the whites of his eyes you know dwarfs yeah. his pupils and his irises um, uh, so there's some good shots of him doing that but anyway we're, we're going to go for a little break I'm going to have a little I'm going to calm down a bit and uh, <laughs> when we come back we're going to find out the get some Christmas response. cheer back get some Christmas <laughs> cheer back the, the jingle bells have been going this whole time uh, when we come back we'll have critical response we'll get Hughes rating out of 10 which is obviously going to be less than 6 or 7 that is estimated we'll have a quiz and we'll find out what we're going to do next week so join us after the break <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the final part of this week's episode of Please Watch This. Uh, Hugh, we're going to do some critical response. Did you see in your partial maybe research what it got on Metacritic? Uh, Not on Metacritic, but I saw on IMDb it's like a 7.6, which was... Is it as high as that? that, That'll be the the audience response. On Metacritic, 49%. Oh, so it's neither here nor there, essentially. Not not particularly well received. Before we get into the negative review... We've had an email, Hugh. Ring the bell. Sound the alarm. We've had an email, and it's not from somebody uh, who wants us to give them money. Is it actually a real email? We've had an email from a listener. Do we know them? Let's find out. Hi, Let's Sam and out. Hugh. I listen to your shows every week while walking my dog, Ronnie, and I find them very entertaining and interesting. I heard you're doing National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, one of my all-time Christmas films. I'm too shy to appear on your show, so here are my thoughts about it. It's a brilliantly funny festive film, which makes me belly laugh, and I can't believe Hugh hasn't seen it. It's always and still is the stable film that I turn to every year. There's too many funny bits to mention but if I had a favourite it's got to be when they go sledging on that tin lid and that squirrel in the Christmas tree gets me every time even though it's an hysterically funny film I always think the message behind it is that nothing beats spending time with your loved ones at Christmas time and the little things don't matter hope you enjoyed the film Hugh and give it a good score my favourite festive film has still got to be It's a Wonderful Life have a wonderful Christmas time lots of love Liz Blakely oh that's a suspicious name (laughs) Uh, it's from she mom. signed it off as mum uh, look mum I love you Merry Christmas to you and, Merry uh, Christmas Liz hurt Ron, I'm sorry Liz that I didn't well. like I, f- I feel bad now oh yeah we're not, we're not putting it. this episode out I'm going to edit this so that it sounds like <laughs> Hugh saying great things only. it's going to be four minutes long <laughs> hey, if you want to edit the episode you'll be my guest <laughs> <laughs> actually on um, second thoughts <laughs> yeah no I, I, I get that yeah that's a fair that is a fair uh, fair assessment you know that that is a bit of, that is a lot in this film you know that he just wants his family and to make it a perfect Christmas I get that yeah and I agree with you there Liz Merry Christmas <laughs> Merry Christmas mum um but on a slightly more negative side, we have Roger Ebert. How many? How many? Well, we have Ooh. Roger Ebert. Ooh. 
How many stars out of four? Now, obviously, I've set this up. Would you think Roger would give this? Well, since you said he didn't like it, like one and a half. Yeah, two. Two out of four. Two. Um, and I watched the clip of uh, him and Siskel talking about it, oh, and Siskel debating. really didn't like it. There wasn't much debate, really. Siskel really didn't like it. Ebert said, I wouldn't be as harsh on it, but yeah, I also didn't really like it. Uh, am I the Siskel of our yeah. podcast? I mean, <laughs> it depends on the film, doesn't lit- it? I mean, literally, you would have thought that, given that I'm short and fat and have hair, I'd be the Ebert, and you'd be the Siskel being a little bit taller and bald. It's almost like go. height and uh, but male pattern baldness has nothing to do with film for you. <laughs> when it comes I mean, to Star Wars, you were, you were the... Ebert to my Cisco. Uh, am I? So it's whatever. So it's the film. I'm very film. It's by film, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah um, I mean, so maybe says, not tall enough to be Cisco. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm. Or maybe Ebert God, who am I? Really I'm not. Short. I'm not Boyd. Am I? <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Boyd Hilton or whatever. It's, Boyd Hilton. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Boyd maybe Hilton. I'm my own person. Hawaii. Maybe I'm the How next best it? thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, Ebert says there's long stretches in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation when they sort of non the, the sort of craziness works, or when this almost works. The movie is curious in how close it comes to delivering on its material. Sequence after sequence seems to contain all the necessary material to be well on the way to what a payoff, and then it somehow doesn't work. And I think the scene you were talking about of him at the window is is quite a good yeah. example of that. I was disappointed too in how little was done with two sets of in-laws and the weirdo uncle and aunt. Maybe because there are simply too many characters for one movie, the in-laws are handled almost as a tour group to be shunted around in the backgrounds of shot after shot or lined up as a quartet to react to Clark's dilemmas. The in-laws are supposed to hate each other, but not much is done with this, and indeed they hardly emerge as individuals. You have the odd sensation watching the movie that it's strained to get off the ground, but simply doesn't have the juice. And is it set up in previous National Lampoon films that the in-laws don't get on or something? I genuinely don't remember. I don't think mm. so, but it has been a long time. And I, I was hoping to watch the others in, in preparation, but never got around to it. And I'm not sure. But I completely agree with what he says there. It's a funny one, and we've talked about this in the past. You watch a film as a child, and it, and it makes you unable to ever critically assess it um, yeah. and that's fine so like I'm sort of not there are some films that if you hate I'm offended by that and I judge you um, <laughs> but there are other films like this where I think well quite possibly that's the objective truth of it or that's how you react when you watch this in your 30s for the first time or in a certain mindset or whatever um, yeah it's like like yeah. for yourself like with Star Wars like I can understand why you didn't like certain aspects of those films because you know, as much as I enjoyed them, they they were very much unique to the time I watched them, and I can yeah. see the faults in them. Especially, you know, it was you know, time isn't always kind to cinema, is it? You know, exactly. And I think you, almost an even starker example is how much I love Raiders of the Lost Ark, and how much I took against Temple of Doom. Yeah. Whereas for people who watched it as a child, probably just put Temple of Doom less than Raiders of the Lost Ark, but don't hate it the way I did because it was geared like towards children. Really, you know. Well, I didn't hate it. You know, yeah, exactly. I think you probably like, just don't rate it as highly as Raiders, you know. No, no, no. Um, I just don't. I, I, you know, the first and the third are the two best uh, Indiana Jones Which we're going to do in the new year at some point, because we basically yes. do one a year, it seems. <laughs> basically, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could do that for next time we do... Uh, we Quite do possibly, I'd be up for that. I'd be up for that, the old Last Crusade. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Well, Hugh, that, all, all that pales in comparison, apart from my gorgeous mum, of course, uh, to you as a critic. Hugh, how many dump trucks... with Liz. <laughs> <laughs> how many dump trucks driving through nice nitroglycerin plants would you give this film out of ten? <laughs> oh, it's probably a four. A four? Yeah, it sounded like yeah. a four kind of review, which I it think has... is not hatred. I think it's more just apathy and... 
dislike. Yeah, I think like what your mum said, it's got it's got that nugget of that family sort of togetherness. A very Christmassy message. Striving for, you know, his yeah. his intentions ninety nine percent of the time are good, except when he's telling his women at shops that he's divorced. <laughs> Again, that's a bit of just like a, I don't think he's actually ever actually going to go for it, but you know, I don't I know. Like maybe when, if it was more yeah. farcical, then I might have appreciated it more. If that makes sense, because it is like you said, it is set up as a farce, isn't it? That's yeah. the nature. The of family's it. coming round. They don't, they don't get on. Yeah. Oh no, there were hillbilly cousins maybe here just, with his dumb. Maybe truck. I've just watched too much Frasier in my life. Yeah, to, <laughs> and it's just because it's such good farce. That You're all farced out. Yeah, not so much all fast out, but it's such a high bar. Oh, fast, I see. Yeah, it? you know it's, they've, they've spoiled fast for you and for everybody else. Yeah, like uh, yeah. you know, yeah, oh, fair enough. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I love it, and it is it is it's not something I've ever given thing. any thought to before we did this podcast. But that has been one of the major learning points. If we quit, if we quit the podcast tomorrow, and and ten years down the line, it's like, what did you learn from doing that? That would be one of the major things I'd. I'd take from this podcast is just how important it is when you saw a film for the first time. Yes, it does seem to be a big marker of how how you judge it years later, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah, uh, let's see how you remember it only well, days we, later. We're um, going to have a little quiz. Let's go. Get into it. What is the dog's name? Question one. What is the dog's name? <laughs> snot, because he's got condition. Yeah, <laughs> Snot. Very good. Question two. Snot. Where is snot. Eddie's eldest son? Oh, he couldn't I make c- it because he is. So is that like a character in the f- other films then, I'm guessing? I think so. Or he's at least referenced. I think he's in another film, yeah. Is he in the military or something? It's a bit more Eddie. It's a bit more that family. National, National Guard? He's preparing for the carnival. Okay. <laughs> I didn't I missed what he said actually. I did I did I do remember the like like the, the, the scene, but I couldn't remember what he said he was doing. Question three is <laughs> quite funny. What was the Christmas bonus that he got? Clark. The jelly or whatever it was. And he wanna need more. What? I'm gonna need more than that. Okay. The year's supply of jelly? Not even as good as that. A one-year membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. Right, okay. Is that like, when they say jelly, do they mean jam? I presume so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it seems to be a bit weird. He's like, oh, here's some raspberry jelly this week, this month. Oh, you know what? I couldn't name you 12 flavours of, um, of jelly. Strawberry, England, raspberry. Uh, strawberry, raspberry, blackcurrant. Lingonberry. Li- uh, lime. Lingonberry, yeah, Marmalade, milk. Uh, Marmalade, no, wine. Said, oh, I'm just going for liquids oh. now. They don't have the viscosity. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's tricky. Uh, yeah, they struggle. Okay. I think around yeah. about October they're struggling. They're, they're starting January. <laughs> you know, like. um, question four. How many light bulbs did he put up? Oh, it was like, was it 4,000 or something like that? 125,000 light bulbs. <laughs> okay. Right. okay I, was, I was my orders of magnitude off with that answer. I'm happy with that. Yeah, when that bit is funny when it like does the wide shot of it from above and like the the um, the lights are going out in the rest of the... Yeah, um, that's great. And the surreality of that. I feel like you sort of warm into this film and when we're talking about it, you're like, oh, actually, there are some funny things in this. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe I would have enjoyed this if I was watching it with somebody because I watched maybe. it. Maybe, and I found the same yeah. when I was I was re-listening to our episode about Borat Two, thinking, yeah. 
really good film, lots of laughs in it. But actually, I found us talking about it funnier to say, do you remember that yeah. bit where he did that? That was almost funnier than the scene itself. Yeah. You know, I think I watched. I think I, I watched um, Anchorman, the original Anchorman, on my own. Right. Um, just what, recently? No, no, years ago. When it, not long after it came out, I rented oh, I it on DVD and watched it on my own one night. And I laughed and I was like, mm, that's a bit funny. But then when I've watched it with my mate... It's a classic. <laughs> and you're in, you're in, you know, every time there's a silly line in it, you know, you, you're looking at your friends, you're laughing. Yeah, you're, yeah. It's that... Like, that's why I find it perplexing you didn't like Spaceballs because that's one of those I was sat with two people well. who loved it and laughed a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. me and Juicy are laughing like, we didn't laugh maybe as much as we would have done in the past perhaps when we because we've seen it a few maybe times maybe the dynamic was there where like actually you two were laughing and remembering as opposed to laughing and that, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying yeah. you made it worse I'm just saying it didn't make it better you know yeah. than, than I nothing. mean but like some of the criticisms you had of that that you didn't like I was surprised like you know like when the alien comes out and does the little like dance hole number yeah. with the little little straw cap I think that's really funny yeah. <laughs> hello my darling hello but my as we came up with the, hello, as we said at the time girl. actually what I thought was going to happen is he's John Hurt's holding his stomach he's like not again and then he just farts yeah. or something and actually it turns oh, out there wasn't you wanted it to that was for me it was funnier you know yeah the but, stuff right yeah, anyway there's an episode on that anyway, two years ago listen yeah. to that listener um, yeah. it's our most listened to episode of all time by the way I should mention yeah so weirdly maybe people agree or disagree with you Sam who knows <laughs> maybe people really like space balls I don't know question five yeah. for you though Hugh is um, Clark's boss obviously played by brother of Bill Murray whose name I always forget and I always credit him as brother of Bill Murray even though yeah, he's, that's fine. he's successful Thanks. in his own right yeah. <laughs> as I can see Hugh Googles yeah uh, now he gives <laughs> he gives Clark lots of different names so I counted five can you <laughs> really? name three of the names that he calls Brian, Clark Griswold by the way is Brian, Brian Murray. Doyle Murray isn't it yeah Brian Doyle Murray for some reason yeah um, so he gives three different versions of Clark's first name that are wrong and two wrong versions of his surname. I'll tell you what, if you can give me two of them, two of the five, I'll give you the points myself. Who else is going to give them to me? True. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I can't remember. Um, Kent? Is Kent one? Not to my knowledge, not to my notes. Steve, Bob, Alan, Oh, you got John, the Clark, Steve. Kent. Right, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Or see like, Connor, Calvin, I feel like you're not going to get it. I feel so, like I'm very failing at this. He calls him, at least the ones I've noted down, Carl, yeah. Bill, Carl. and Mark. <laughs> Bill, I think, because that's his his colleague. Uh, he also calls him Greaseball and Grizzball. Ah, there we go. <laughs> so that was yeah. a little uh, little cheeky question. I think you got uh, you one. got the, the the dog, and I'm going to give you half a point for the jelly. So one and a half. Thank I'm going to give you for that. That's. That seems very pressing. Too generous. Pressing for this film. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, might have been actually quite hard, hard, uh, hard film to do a quiz for. Some, 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 some films. Questions you could, some films quizzes jump out, don't they? Yeah. The quiz questions and others. You're like, where is the bottom of that barrel? Iron? <laughs> so, like Green Room must have been impossible to do quiz, yeah, quiz that was questions. Quite challenging. I'm glad yeah. that was you and not me. To be honest. <laughs> well, speaking of other films, Hugh. Well, firstly, would you recommend this film? Obviously not. I didn't enjoy it, but that's a strange thing. Is would I recommend it? I probably would recommend. it. Are there it, people you know? in your life you think would actually really like? This? Yeah, I still think it's because it's got that Christmassy vibe, and obviously it's a Christmas film, and it's you know it's. I, th- I still think it gets played at Christmas. So it's just I always miss. Will it. you be recommending it to your mum over Christmas? 
I don't know because I could if she. I don't think she. she I don't think she'd watch it. <laughs> Would you recommend it to your dad over Christmas? <laughs> he's probably seen it actually. Yeah, he's probably seen it. I don't know. It's a good question, but it's not unrecommendable. It's just I just didn't like it. Yeah, fair just didn't, didn't, horses for courses. Horses for courses. This could have been such a short episode. We could have just gone. I like it, but it's horses for courses. Hugh didn't like it. <laughs> yes, but it's a good thing we got into it. Um, secondarily. Uh, what are we going to do slash watch next week, Hugh? So next week, Sam, we're going to have our end of year spectacular special. Bonanza. Bonanza, I like it. Yeah, well, I'll decide on one of those for the title. Uh, no, so we're not all of the above. Have, that's the, all of the yeah, it's going to be the spect- yeah, it's going to be spectacular special Bonanza. That's yeah. what it's going to be called, end yeah. of year. Yeah, yeah, might run out of characters, but we'll see. Um <laughs> So, yeah, we're not going to look at a specific film. What you're going to do to me, Sam, annoyingly, but also interestingly, is you're going to quiz me, aren't you, on some films from the year that has just gone. You're going to draw up some quiz questions. We're going to chat about the films from the last 12 months. We're going to say what we liked, what we didn't like, what we saw, what maybe we might recommend in the future. Might be future episodes, potentially. 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 With the big potential. And then, yeah, we're going to have... Good time. Big fat quiz of the year, boy. Style, yeah. yeah. We might even we might even you know talk about films that are coming out next year that we're looking forward to seeing. Don't be ridiculous, but yeah, we might do that. Um, This is the thing: we're not a week by week topical podcast show. We don't. We're not film critics on the side. We don't watch every film. Uh, We're not involved in the Oscars death race that our good friend Dakota. does every year, every year I think and watches 95 films or whatever it is so you know I've watched 22 films this year that came out this year I don't know how many yeah. he's watched we are not going to give came, you that came out this these year. are the best yeah, 15 the, year, you know films of the yeah, year whatever. Yeah. so but we are just going to just give our views for a little bit about uh, what we liked and didn't like and then yeah as yeah. you said a big old fat quiz of the year so join us for that li- next week listener if they want to get in touch with us Hugh and tell them tell us what an impression my mum made on them how could they do that well, what they need to do is they need to go back to 1989. They need to uh, make a Christmas film about an incompetent father whose you know, heart's in the right place. And maybe, I don't know, if you can get on the internet. I mean, the internet didn't exist in 1989, so you'll have to wait a few years. I think the World Wide Web did, mate. No, oh, I think that came out in 91, didn't it? The World did Wide it? I think the internet. Flipping the inter- it's so old. Well, this is the joke, isn't it? That I'm older than the, the internet. Yeah. yeah Kids, I'm older than Google. I'm well older than Google. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you need to go back. We used and... to go around to our neighbours for Google in our Sunday best, you know, once a month we could <laughs> get it on the... <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, get on your, get on a computerised thing, you know, get your personal computer out. Yeah. Uh, wait for your... Um, uh, dial-up connection to dial-up and connect. <laughs> and, um, yeah, send us an email at pleasewatchthis.pod.com. Uh, sorry, please watch this. <laughs> dot pod at gmail dot com. Do that again. I did it just then. I, I laughed over it. It's fine. I'll edit your <laughs> laughter out. I mean, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Yeah, Sam. Where else can they get in touch with us? On Twitter, actually. Twitter. At please watch pod. <laughs> sorry, I was just doing what you did to me. Oh yes, at please watch pod. <laughs> See what I did? I just that. did it again for, for the sake of professionalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. listen. All that remains to be said is you are without a doubt the most glorious bunch of people in the world mum again I love you and uh, Merry Christmas to you individually and uh, we'll talk at you next yeah. time Merry Christmas everyone Merry bloody Christmas Bye. Bye with jingle bells on top jingle bells on top